Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to go around the league with looking at all of the news from Clarkie's Rugby League column, giving my live reaction. It's been a few days since we've done one of these. All of our bloke in a bar content is out there at the moment. Beers and break evens. Uh, we'll be back on tomorrow. We've got a new major sponsor for the podcast there, so very, very exciting. We'll talk about that tomorrow, but go and check them out on social media for me. Blue Wealth Property. Uh, Tony and the team over there, champions, and I highly advise you get around them. Uh, they make investments in property easy for you guys really looking forward to that partnership moving forward now the news from around the league let's get stuck into it now an absolute heap to get into so much news that have been dropping over the last 24 hours some of it is pretty substantial some of it a little bit of hearsay which i'll point out as we go the first one benny hunt for the queensland maroons playing for them tomorrow um the maroons have confirmed tom Dearden will wear the six but not that he will start. Some reports believe Queensland are preparing to start Ben Hunt in the halves and Harry Grant at hooker. Talk about it more in my origin preview tomorrow, but that's how I believe that will go. I think Harry Grant will be the nine. I think Ben Hunt will be the six. I think Dearden will be the 14. And I think you'll see a change pending how the game goes at about the 30th minute or so, where I think you'll see Ben Hunt jump into nine, Harry Grant come from the field, and Tommy Dearden jump into the six. From that point, moving forward, I believe Tom Dearden, if it's all going well, he will play out the game at 5'8". Ben Hunt will play the next 30 minutes or so in the nine role, uh, so the 10 minutes before halftime, then about 20 minutes, maybe 15 to 20 minutes after halftime, and then I think Billy Slater will unleash Harry Grant for the last bit of the game, probably take Ben Hunt off for a spell, then and potentially put him back into the game late in the 13 role if they need it, or they could take Tommy Dearden off at that point. That's what Kempi reckons they'll do. So it will be interesting how this plays out, but I do think there's a world where all three of them are on the field at the same time, so keep an eye on that one. Kalen Ponga, Cooper Cronk believes Kalen Ponga holds the key for Queensland winning the decider with Munster ruled out. I agree. I think KP has been one of the best players of this series so far. Up until half time of game two, I thought he was the player of the series. Uh, then the Blues really turned it on 
I think KP's second half wasn't fantastic, but he's the guy that has provided opportunity after opportunity for the Queensland Maroons this series. And with Cameron Munster out, I completely agree with Cooper Cronk. KP, he is the man that can own moments and really turn this game on its head and win this series for the Queensland Maroons. Jimmy Dimmick, we've spoken about him a lot this year, we believe. He should be a guy that is should be seriously considered for the top job at the Canterbury Bulldogs. We were, of course, suggesting that before Mick Potter was doing such a great job, so potentially he might be the fellow that they need. But I still think Jim Dimmick should be considered or at least brought into the Bulldogs system. Uh, from Clarkie's Rugby League column, the Titans' assistant coach has walked out on the club and quit immediately after being informed his contract would be renewed. Now, I'm not sure if that's correct that it would be renewed or maybe it was the contract wouldn't be renewed, but the story is still the same. Jim Dimmick, he has has walked out on the Gold Coast Titans. He was their defensive coach the last few years. Uh, Titans, I think it would have been a pretty tough place to be a defensive coach, to be honest with you. Personally, I think Jimmy's got a lot more to offer our game, so I would like to see him in Canterbury. Maybe not as the head coach, but maybe as a guy to be an assistant coach, but I think long-term, a lot of clubs should be considering Jim Dimmick, especially clubs that are desperate for someone. I think he could be one of the ones that uh, could be above average, in my opinion. Uh, Tom Dearden, the New South Wales Blues have been reported... uh, the, The New South Wales Blues Blues have reportedly been game planning to target Tom Dearden as much as possible in the decider. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's a smaller guy coming onto the field. I think you need to keep in mind that Tommy Dearden defensively is a really quality player, though. So as much as I'm sure the Blues will send traffic at him, they'd be silly not to, especially where he defends. If he's defending out on that edge or like uh, wherever they can get to him, I'm, I'm sure that they will send a lot of traffic at him. But for me, Dearden isn't the half I'd be targeting, and I reckon this is just the Blues putting out a bit a male, I'm still confident DCE is the guy that they will go after. But Didden, in his origin debut, he hasn't played in many big games. He hasn't played finals footy. He's played well for the Cowboys this year, no doubt about it. But he's never played a big game like this before. So I'm sure the Blues, they'll send plenty of traffic at him. An interesting one here on Wayne Bennett. Brayton Astor believes other NRL clubs might be unwilling to negotiate with the Dolphins as they perceive Wayne Bennett to be a threat and that the signing has backfired. He might have a point. I thought Wayne Bennett was going to be the saving grace, but I mean, here we are. There's not many guys signing with the Dolphins realistically. A lot of the guys that are signing, shock me, are guys that Wayne Bennett has a relationship with. Edric Lee, Branko Lee had them in the Origin camp a few years ago. Uh, Cody Nicarima, we'll talk about him in a minute. Obviously, he has a history with Wayne Bennett as well. Jeremy Marshall King, the brother of Benji Marshall, who Wayne's always been very close with. You got Jesse Bromwich, you got Kenny Bromwich. Wayne obviously coached them, I believe, when he was helping out with the New Zealand side. Mark Nichols, he had a relationship with him at South Sydney. So a lot of these signings that he's coming up with, Jermaine Asako, I believe he's another one that he coached when he was young at the Broncos. A lot of these signings that the Dolphins have come up with so far, they're all relationship based or they're Peter O'Sullivan based. So it's a lot of these, just about all of them have either come from a relationship with Peter O'Sullivan whether it be Cody Nicarima, whether it be Ewan Aitken, Sean O'Sullivan, Matt Lodge, if he signs, all these guys linked to Peter O'Sullivan or linked to Wayne Bennett. So an interesting one to see how this one plays out. Some of them aren't. You know, you got your Tom Gilberts and these sort of guys, but a lot of these have been relationship-based signings, and maybe it is an indication um, that Braith and Astor, he could be on the money here, because the reality is Braith would be in the know. He's a player manager himself. He'd be dealing with just about every club at the moment, with Cam Munster coming off contract, uh, and I'm sure he'd have a bit of mail there and I, I think as much as people dislike Braith and everything I've spoken to him a few times now he is a very straight shooter I like Braith he's a good fella and um, I think this might have a, a little bit of backing to it realistically 
over at the West Tigers, Timmy Sheens. He's walked back into the club this year. It's been great. Well, at the end of last year, I think it was. Great to see. Uh, they've made a lot of really good signings in that time. Isaiah Papali'i, Api Curacao. Very, very exciting. Uh, the Tigers have reportedly called off their recruitment for a new coach and will appoint Tim Sheens in the position from 2023 onwards. I'll believe this one when I see it, to be honest with you. It is a little bit hard to work out what's true and what's bullshit out of the Tigers at the moment because there is just so much noise coming out of there. It is insane. There is something new every two to three days. Today, they named their 17 for their game and there's been mass changes again. Jackson Hastings, who's by far and away their best seven, he's been moved into the 13 jersey. So I don't know what's going on there at the Tigers at the moment, but it all doesn't look settled. And then we had this news today as well on Isaiah Papali'i. The Eels back row is reportedly having second thoughts on joining the Tigers next season is planning to backflip on the deal. No confirmation here or speculation, of course, but it makes sense. And this is what I don't get with the West Tigers and the decision to sack Michael Maguire. They made two signings that, in my opinion, were well and truly out of their league. Api Curacao, a premiership-winning hooker, one of the best players in our competition. And then Isaiah Papali'i, who last year was the best forward in our competition. They signed both of them. What was the link that both of them had? Well, Api Curacao, he was in the 2014 South Sydney Rabbitohs side. He actually featured in the grand final because Isaac Luke was suspended, who was the coach of that side, Michael Maguire. Michael Maguire also has a link as the New Zealand head coach. That's his link to Isaiah Papali'i. So these two guys... I believe they've signed with the West Tigers to be coached by Michael Maguire and the Tigers have gone out and sacked him. It just doesn't really make sense. I know for a fact as well that Jackson Hastings was there to play under Michael Maguire. So they might have shot themselves in the foot here and I think we, we said this on Bloke in a Bar when this broke live that this could be a thing that could seriously happen. Um, you know, it, Thankfully, it, ha- it hasn't happened at Canterbury with Trent Barrett leaving. It looks like Reid Marnie and Viliami Kikau will st- still go there. But with all the news coming out of the Tigers, all the shuffles by all the teams and knowing that the coach isn't going to be there next year. He's not going to be there tomorrow, essentially. Uh, he definitely isn't going to be there tomorrow. He won't be there next year. If I'm IPAP and if I'm Happy Curacao, I'm starting to look around the room, to be honest with you. It's interesting to see how that plays out. Another one involving the West Tigers here, Mitch Moses. Reports suggest several Tigers officials are interested in bringing Mitch Moses back to the club on big money. It would have to be huge money. I really don't see a world where Mitch Moses goes back there. They've got Hastings. They've got Dewey at the moment. They've got Brooks. I don't think they have the money to splash on a guy like Mitch Moses. And personally, I think it'll be a shocking career move for Mitch Moses. Uh, he's a scapegoat at the best of times. Going to the Tigers, it doesn't end well. Let's be perfectly honest here. Matty Burton. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Reports suggest Matt Burton is set to explore his options past 2023. However, Jake Avarillo has implored the club to pay him whatever he wants, saying he's worth every cent. I agree. I think he is worth every cent. I think that you really are scratching the surface of what Matt Burton is capable of doing at the moment. His kicking game is just second to none. It's unbelievable. No one else has got it in our game. Running game's improving every single week. And once they get a bit of consistency in their pack, you've got to remember Tavita Pango Jr. missed a heap of footy. Luke Thompson's been out for a couple of weeks. Once they get all those guys back fit, 
healthy, ready to go, and they get an entire preseason training together alongside Kyle Flanagan as well, which he didn't get to do this year. I think the, the, the ceiling for Burton is sky high, and I hope he stays at Canterbury. I really do think he can carve out a brilliant career there, but it sounds like there will be the opportunity for him to return to the Penrith Panthers if he would like, and I'm sure there'll be a number of clubs that will be lining up for this signature as well. If Cam Munster does leave the Melbourne Storm, I think the Storm would have a serious look at Matt Burton. I think he's the sort of character that would fit in really well down there. There'll be a number of clubs chasing the signature of Matt Burton. Uh, I think the Bulldogs have got a big fight on their hands here. Justin Hodges, the NRL legend, super fight against Paul Gallen has been put on ice. His next opponent has been announced as Jordan Simi. Simi, of course, one of the members of YKTR. Be very interested to see how Simi goes. Hodges, obviously, a lot older. I watched him fight in the Ben Hannett one the other night. Um, I know nothing about boxing, but it didn't look overly impressive. I will be surprised if Simi isn't able to win this one. Can throw his hands, apparently. Simi's been training uh, the house down the last few weeks, so I'm expecting him to win this one. It will be interesting. Um, I'll definitely tune in and watch this one to see how it plays out, but I think Simi will probably get the cookies there realistically. Over at the Sydney Roosters. James Tedesco says Joey Marnie will be the Roosters' long-term 5'8", and Joey Sawali will also transition to a centre long-term. Very interesting to say that about Manu, that he could be the 5'8 moving forward. That's obviously per News Corp. I'd be very interested to see the context of that quote uh, that Clark has put up there because I don't know why Teddy would come out and say that if they've got um, Luke Keary and they've got Sam Walker in the team at the moment. I think they've both got two or three. Well, obviously, uh, Sam Walker's got a, a decade and, and whatever left and the rest of the change. Uh, but Luke Keary, I mean, he's back training. It sounds like he's going to be back soon and he's not overly old. So a bit of an odd comment to make there by Teddy. I'd like to see the context, but I think it's pretty clear that Joey Marnie, when he plays 5'8", he is lethal. I think when he's playing out at centre, he might be the best centre in rugby league, uh, but I just don't think he sees enough ball out there. I think you want Joey Manu getting the ball when Joey Manu wants the ball, not when and the team dictates when Joey Manu gets the ball, which is how it is at centre realistically. So 5'8 or fullback, I think that'll be spot long-term. If he ends up at 5'8, I think eventually you'll see Suwali in fullback in the fullback role once James Tedesco does retire or move on or whatever it might be. But Suwali in the centres, I think it could be really scary. But I've got to tell you, I do love him on the wing at the moment as well. Uh, Brandon Smith, the Chiefs, faces the NRL judiciary tonight for his words towards the referee. He intends to plead guilty, as he should. I think he's already taken responsibility for this, admitted he did the wrong thing. It'll be interesting to see how the NRL deal with this, how many weeks he does get. Personally, and I said it early, and then we spoke about it on Bloke in a Bar, I'd like to see the NRL get on the front foot, come up with a campaign uh, where they can turn this really shitty thing into a positive and have Brandon Smith be the face of it. I think it'll be the best way to deal with this situation. Uh, Cody Nicarima, it's been announced today he signed with the Dolphins. We told you probably a month or two ago, that we expected this would play out, that the uh, Peter O'Sullivan connection would come through here, the Wayne Bennett connection would come through here. They have landed Cody Nickarima. Now, I was having a look through the press release from the Dolphins. Sort of mentioned him as a backup to Jeremy Marshall King. So you would have to assume at the moment that the Dolphins are looking at Cody Nicarima as probably their 14. Uh, considering they've got Sean O'Sullivan and Isaiah Katoa, who I wouldn't say either of them, are probably your first choice halfback, 5'8", as far as starting a franchise. To say that about Nicarima sort of says to me that they've got someone else on their radar or someone else they're expecting to sign. Could be a Munster, could be a Jackson Hastings, could be a Luke Brooks. Uh, there's a number of guys that it could be. 
I'd like to see Jackson Hastings up there. I think that'll be a really good fit for him. But have any team that gets Nikarima, I think it's a good sign. And Nikarima might not be a superstar, but he can cover a vast array of positions. We've seen him play fullback for the Bunnies last few weeks. Wasn't great, but he could handle himself there. We've seen him play seven, six, and nine previously. And if you're full in all those spots, which hopefully they are, you are, you can play him at nine and he can just come on and create havoc. I really like the Cody Nikarima signing. As I said, I think every single squad could do with having a Cody Nikarima simply because he can add, he adds experience, he adds a bit of spark, and he can just cover so many different positions. We probably haven't worked out what Cody's best position is at the moment, but there's no doubt that he can play footy, and I think Wayne Bennett will get the very best out of him at the Dolphins there. I like the move for Cody Nikarima. That's all your news from the last 24, 48 hours, guys, and my live reaction to all of it. Make sure you go check out Clarkie's Rugby League column, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere you find your social media content, Clarkie will be there putting out the news for you each and every day. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 